0: Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I am excited for today because we are going to be talking about the Boston Marathon experience. I know last Thursday I talked to you about why this was deemed my victory run, and I talked about how you can have a victory run. What does it mean to have a victory run? So go check that one out. It's short and sweet. Um, These are my heartfelt chats where I just get in here and I roll. So who knows what's going to happen today, but I know a lot of people do want to hear about my experience with Boston Marathon and how it went because I've been waiting for over three years. So I ran St. George Marathon October 6th. 2018. And that's when I qualified for the Boston Marathon. And then I broke my ankle. So I actually qualified for 2020. So I wasn't planning on running in 2019, which was good. Uh, broke my ankle. Year of recovery. We The Boston Marathon 2020 is canceled in April. Moved to September. We moved to Colorado. I start trading in elevation. My ankle still kind of hurts. And then it's canceled altogether. Goes virtual. So we're waiting for the 2021 Boston Marathon, which could have been April, but they decided to postpone it to the fall right away. So they didn't have to deal with canceling again. So this was the 125th Boston Marathon, and it was the first ever in the fall. So I thought that was kind of special. Um, The first Boston Marathon I ran was in 2016, and it was the 50th anniversary of women officially being able to run in the marathon. And so I thought that was kind of special. The other thing that was special about that one is there were a couple uh, Boston Bomber survivors who ran uh, with prosthetic legs. Uh, One of them was Patrick Downs. Uh, His story is just amazing. But I actually ran past him in the 2016 marathon. And it was just cool hearing the crowd. They're just chanting, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. And it was really inspiring to see him get out there and to prove that what the terrorists tried to do it wasn't going to take his livelihood and that is a victory run in itself uh so this marathon being the first and probably only in the fall was a pretty special one to be a part of as well and um it's pretty here it's i don't think it's peaked i don't think the colors have peaked but there are a ton of colors so the run itself was just gorgeous and um It was kind of a neat – so because of the COVID and because of them having to do stipulations and make sure that we could run what they call hashtag, quote, whatever, safety or safely, right, Um, there were a lot of things that they put into play. And one of the things was the staggered start. So normally we all get on the buses pretty near the same time, and we bus up to the Athletes Village in Hopkinton – And we sit there for hours waiting for our wave. Uh, It's a cool experience because you're out there with the other runners. We get to kind of pat each other on the back and say, hey, you made it, that's awesome. And it's a day to celebrate. But what they did this year instead is that they bust us in waves. So whatever wave we were in, we had a specific time to go bus to uh, the Athlete Village. And we actually started almost immediately when we got there. so the first ones to get up there were the wheelchair division and then the elites and then, um, us regular people. So, uh, the waves and whatnot. And it was so special. Like, I feel like just, I'm just a regular ordinary runner, but I felt, I feel like inspired being here because I feel like I'm amongst a bunch of elites. So the wheelchair division is just amazing. It's amazing to see them out there The elites just make it look so easy. And I know that they're struggling just as much as we are, but they just look like gazelles at the finish line. And you're like, oh my gosh, how do you run that fast? So anyway, so I was in wave three and we loaded the bus at 8.15 and it was pretty seamless. It was really nice. Uh, We had to wear masks on the bus. But we didn't have to wear them running, thankfully, because I don't know how anyone can run in a mask. But I, if that's you, that's fine. Um, no judgment. I just can't do it because I can't breathe. Um, anyway, it was a fun experience getting to the village. We had time to drop clothing, to go to the bathroom, and we just walked to the start. The, the gun went off only for the first uh, wave. So for the elites, the gun went off. And then we just kind of got there and went at our own pace, which was really nice because we weren't sitting for hours. We weren't cold. We weren't getting stiff. We really could feel warm when we started. And I felt really good when we started because the weather was um, 55 and cloudy in Hopkinton. So it was almost ideal weather. It was drizzling on our way up there. So I was afraid we might get rained on, but we didn't. And it did get to... The '60s and it was pretty humid, so for me it got hot. But because of the cloud coverage, it helped keep that um, heat off. So it kind of felt cooler. There was little breezes here and there, but the start was really good. I didn't know what would happen. Like I didn't know how I would feel because I'm training in elevation. One, I'm not training my best. Like I didn't have a really good training cycle this time around. I trained to 18 miles, which was fine. And but that 18 miler, I did run five minutes, walk 30 seconds, just so I could see if I could feel good. Cause I haven't been feeling good on my long runs. Like it's been really hard for me to get them. And I'm sure a part of it is because of elevation. A part of it's because I haven't run a marathon in three years, right? So I did train quite a bit for Boston 2020 in April. And then I changed just a little bit for the September possibility. And then i just was trained out. So I didn't train as much, which is fine, but I didn't do any hill training. I didn't do really any strength training. So 18 miles was the furthest I went. But I knew my body would feel good and my lungs would feel good because I was training in 5,500 feet, and now I'm at 500 feet. So that's a 5,000 elevation elevation loss, which is good for me. Uh, So my lungs felt awesome. So I thought, you know, why not just give it what I got in the beginning? Because I knew I would peter out at some point, but I also knew I was feeling good and I was going to run by feel a little bit. And I probably did go out a little too fast because I started with a sub eight, which I didn't train for. My goal was really to kind of keep a steady 8.30 to nine pace just because this is my first race back uh, since my injury, my first marathon at that. And I just, my goal with the Boston Marathon was just to enjoy the entire experience. It was to enjoy the moments, to see the sights, and really just zone in on what the experience is supposed to be. And just be grateful to be there and to smile along the way. And granted, I did accomplish that. I did. But in the beginning, I felt so good that I thought, you know, I'm going to try and have a good first half. Because I'm not sure I'm going to have a good second half. I don't know what's going to happen after 18 miles <laughs> or at all. So I did run. I, I did the whole, I walked at water stops like I always do. So I ran a couple miles did a water stop, walked a tiny bit to get all the water in, did a couple more miles. And I did that up until about mile 14. And at mile 14, so here's what happened. Um, I forgot my UCAN at home. Ah! So you runners, those of you who know what UCAN is, is how some people fuel. And that is how I fuel for races um, or for my long runs or whatnot. That's how I was fueling. And I love can because it kind of evens out all my levels and it gives me the energy I need and just makes me feel full, but I'm not, I don't have to get a ton of food in then and I don't do a whole lot of other energy stuff. So it's kind of my go-to and I forgot it at home. And so when I went to the expo, which the expo was really lame this year, not going to lie, they didn't have very much at all because of COVID. Um, which is fine. Hopefully in April next year, it'll be back to normal, but I was hoping to find you can, but they weren't there because not very many uh, vendors were there, just a few bigger ones. Um so I thought, well, I guess I'm gonna have to go without. So I kind of did the whole oatmeal and banana, which I normally would have a little oatmeal anyway, but I usually have like regular raw oats with honey and cinnamon. This time I had you know like the Quaker oatmeal. <laughs> instant, whatever. Anyway, at mile 14, I had some digestion issues. So I had to stop at the bathroom and that kind of stopped me up. And I kind of, at that point was starting to feel, I really started feeling my ankle at that point. And I was like, oh no, I hope I'm going to be okay. I hope it's going to work out. And it was fine. I mean, I could tell it was starting to swell and I I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know what to do with that, but I'm going to keep going. It was funny because my mom texted me and she's like, I I saw that you finished. And I I figured that if even if you had a crawl, you'd finish, (laughs) which is kind of true because I was not going to let the horse beat me because it did try to. Um, So after mile 14, I decided, you know, I'll just take a walk break every mile because they really had water every mile, which was great. So I would take a little walk break every mile, have a little water I had my honey. I do raw honey instead of like the gels or the goos or any of that stuff. I just don't like that stuff. I feel like it's not natural in my body. And when I run, I'm pretty sensitive to what I put in. So the raw honey usually works well for me. So I kind of started that. So I could tell I was slowing down, but I was still keeping a decent pace. I was, when I was running, it was a sub nine, adding the walking in there. I was probably around a nine and that was fine. I was like, wow, I went really fast the first half. So if I can kind of keep up this nine to nine 30 pace, I still will hit at least a nine pace um, and feel good at the end. Hopefully that's the goal. I mean, that was one of my goals was to really feel okay at the end. Like I wanted to put it all out there, but at the same time, I didn't want to be at the finish throwing up feeling terrible because I really wanted to enjoy my time with my family too. Cause I brought the kids here this time and Josh, and we wanted to have a family vacation as well. So I didn't want to be, um, you know, good to for nothing for the whole week. I just knew we'd relax at the end end of the day. But, um, the miles started, the wheels started kind of coming off, come like 16, 17, uh, Newton heartbreak Hill. You know, I actually ran all the Hills up to that point. Uh, I know the course, it seems like it's all downhill, but there are Hills in there in the beginning up until New- uh, the Newton, Newton heartbreak Hill. Uh, but about that time was when I said, I'm just going to walk this Hill and maybe I'll start walking the Hills because my ankle was not giving me the flexion I needed. Uh, it's really stiff. Uh, it, I really don't have that much flexion in it still. So every step I was starting to feel it and it was swelling and I just, I really didn't want to have to like stop. I didn't want this course to beat me. So I said, I'll just walk the hills and the water stops and I'll do my best, you know, and I did fine <laughs> for another few miles, but it, I, I had to end up in the bathroom again. And then the wheels really did come off at the last few miles when it's really run with heart. So there was some mental barriers that I did have this race. Uh, Part of it was I didn't know how I was going to feel. I knew my my lungs were good the whole time. Let me tell you, training in Colorado helped my lungs. But what I needed to add was more hill training. And I really needed to add the strength component because I didn't have much of that. My lungs, they could have kept going, you know, but um, what was I saying about that? I think, um, so the mental barriers, Uh, some of it was the training. Some of it was my ankle because I didn't know what it would do. I still have a little fear of injuring myself again, and um, I don't know if that'll ever go away. It's almost like a little mini PTSD. I know it's not. Um, It's totally different, but in my mind it's hard to overcome that sometimes but the other thing I just I didn't know what it would be like racing three years from I had three years off and the last few years really weren't normal for a lot of reasons so it was like what's gonna I don't know what it's gonna be uh but overall, it was super fun to see my family. I saw them right before I turned left onto Boylston street for the final stretch. And thankfully I was running at that point. I was telling myself, I was telling myself, okay, I have a half mile left. I have a half mile left. I can do this. I can do this. And I was giving myself these, these sayings. And one of the things, um, one of my uh, best running friends had messaged me and said, just remember, it's just a really long, long run right? It's just a long run. Just think of it like that. And I kept playing that over in my head, like, this is just a long run. This is just long run. And honestly, because of how fast I have been in the past, in my head, I kept thinking, you know, what are other people going to say if they see how terribly I'm doing, you know? So that's probably why I started out too fast. But the expectation of she's so fast or whatever, which I'm really not that fast uh, compared to a lot of people. But, um, But for me, I started telling myself, I'm racing this for me. This is this is something, this is my victory run, and I want to just experience it. I just want to have fun with it. I want to really see the sights and really uh, bring it out, take it all in. Because the first time I came here, I didn't do that. I had a high marathon goal. I wanted to PR. I wanted to qualify for Boston again at Boston because that's really hard to do. And it wasn't a fun run. And I was injured. I, I had IT band issues and plantar fasciitis that I was healing. So I was pretty miserable on that run. And I didn't want that. Granted, I did feel miserable for some of the end of my run. But I tried to just put let my body get in a place where I knew I could finish, even if I had to walk a lot. And granted, I did walk a lot of the third, last three miles. But I don't care. Because I still was here. And I still did it. And other people were walking too. And really what's cool about it is we're all cheering each other on. And it was a good experience for us all because we made it. We made it there and we made it to the finish line. And so when I saw my boys and Josh at – right before I um, turned to Boylston, it was really emotional because it's like you think about all it took to get there and what it meant. It was sacrifices for them as well because my training was hard when I was trying to train to qualify – And, um, it's exciting to have them supporting and enjoying what I love, you know, but being on Boylston street with all the noise and everything, you just, it all is a culmination and you're like, I did this. I was here. So some of the fun highlights of the race, I think just the colors themselves because of the fall was super fun. And another I was like looking at all the different signs and I'm going, which signs do I think are the best this time around? Um, There were some good ones. I'm not going to remember everything, but the one that I kept thinking about was WTF. (laughs) I would never think of doing this sign, by the way. I just, it stuck with me because I was like, oh my gosh, I feel it. But it was WTF. Where's the finish line? Where's the finish? And I was like, oh yeah, I feel that. I understand that. (laughs) So I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, My nickname throughout the race was uh, Run USA. And I thought that was pretty cool because actually I was running for more than half of the race. I kept hearing them say, go Canada. So I was running next to a guy who was clearly from Canada, but he had a Canada shirt on. So they were all cheering for him, go Canada. And I was like, we got to stick together because I'm Run USA and you're go Canada, you know. But uh, it was pretty funny. But I the reason they called me that is because I was wearing my mom's on the run shirt and it was a dark blue tank and it had run in white. And that was kind of the stars of the American flag. So then it had the American flag on it. And I re- wore that because America is special to me. And I just wanted to have pride in my country while I ran. And so um, I thought Run USA was pretty appropriate. And there were some guys at the end, like near the last mile and a half that said, uh, run with your flag or whatever. And they had the little American flags. And when they saw my shirt and stuff, they were cheering and, and gave me the motivation to get running again. So that was pretty cool. Um, oh, and another really cool highlight uh, of the trip and our time here was that I got to meet up with some of the Boston moms that I interviewed on the podcast this past year. So I got to meet up with um, Janine Greenwich and Wendy Braithwaite and Jennifer. Why not? And I was so excited about that. I was sad that I didn't get to see more of them, but it was really special to be able to meet up and just chat. And what I think is so cool, Wendy came, um, if you didn't hear her story, you're going to have to hear it. I'll link some of those maybe in the show notes if I can find them, but you can go back and just search that. But Wendy has MS and she daily struggles uh, with her condition in some form or fashion. And I just think that's so cool because she is just out there proving that she's not going to let that beat her and she's gonna do what she loves, you know and I just think that's really neat. And then uh, Jennifer ended up having a stroke last summer and had heart surgery. I'm telling you, these women are just overcomers. and so what she had to do, how she had a fight to get here to be able, even be able to run, you know um, because I think a lot of doctors probably would say let's let's cut your running you know it's not good for your heart well running is good for your heart so it's fine you know and it's it's our happy place so i'm so excited that she was here she had a great race and janine has been to so many bostons and actually i saw her i'm pretty sure it was her fly by me when my wheels were coming off and she just looked so strong and she was amazing uh she had a great time and uh it was really special to see so i'm hoping for next Thursday, I'm hoping to get some of these moms to share their highlights of the Boston Marathon because this is such a special, special race. Um, it's the culmination in the running world. It's the Super Bowl for runners. It's the Little League baseball championships. You know, um, World Series or whatever you want to call it. So, I'm hoping that some of them will share. I have to reach out to see if they will. If you're listening, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> but, um. But I think that's kind of what I think is so cool. They have, I think it was 8,500 volunteers to run this race, to run the course, to hand out water, to hand out gels, to be at the buses, all the things. And I think that's so cool. It's really special that people are willing to do that. And um, I don't know, Boston's a special city. So this experience was amazing. Like, yes, I st- ended my running and I was like, oh, I could have done better. I I shouldn't have walked as much. Um but my ankle hurt. I mean, it did. And like I said, there was some mental barriers there, some training barriers, and um but that's okay because I still ran it. I feel like I ran it as strong as I could and I did what I came here to do. And that's what matters. So I don't know. It's Quite an experience. If you're a runner, I just encourage you. It is so worth it to put in that hard work because it is one place. This is the place that I learned how to set goals and to achieve them. It's where I learned discipline. I've learned so much in running. I've learned how to be a disciplined person, how to commit to something, like to do something. I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, you know? And yes, it depends on the day. Like today wasn't my day, and that's fine. Uh, But some days are right. And so you have to put in the training, do the work and hope for the best really, um, because you could put in the training, do the work and be ready and probably be able to do it. But then the, the weather doesn't cooperate with you. I mean, if your heart rate, you can't let your heart rate go out of whack. That's one thing I, I looked, my average heart rate was 167, which was pretty good. So I didn't like overexert myself where normally I probably would. Cause <laughs> a lot of times I'm running really fast. Um, But yeah, I think those are the main takeaways that I got from this year, and now I just have to decide, am I going to retire the marathon? (laughs) I've been talking about that, like, I think I'm just ready to enjoy my running, not have these big lofty goals, not have this big training, and so I'm kind of ready to retire it. But I know I'm saying that right after I finish the race, and usually you need a good 24 hours i think that's what janine said is don't ask a runner within 24 hours what their net plans are because we just will be lying to ourselves or we'll be lying to you because we have no idea we don't know because it's just the adrenaline talking so i haven't decided i think i kind of want to go down to halves and kind of work on that speed again and see if i could pr the half because my pr in the half is in a full and i just think that's silly um But you never know. I've talked about wanting to qualify for Boston every age level, like every time I change age groups, whether I come run or not. Um, I've also have a PR I'd love to get, but I just don't know if my ankle is going to hold up for it. And that's just the honest truth. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But Boston Marathon 2021 is done and it was fun, it was a success. Lots of great moments, a couple highs, a couple lows, but overall, amazing. So I wanted to share that with you because I know a lot of you were asking. A lot of you were reaching out with encouragement to me, and I really appreciate that. Um, you, I know that you wanted to know what happened, so I figure this was probably the easiest way to do it instead of trying to type it to 500 million people. Okay, not that many people, but you know, and uh, I will if I can get some of these Boston moms on to share their stories just because I just love the stories. I do. And I think you'll be encouraged by them. So this was not my normal Tuesday, but I needed to get this out. So my normal interview will come out on Thursday instead of Tuesday. And um, I think that's it. That's all I got for you. Really, the last six miles is run with heart. It really is. And I literally had to dig deep to figure out how to run with heart for the last six miles. But, um, you know, in all things, I pray you just run your race.